What's going on, you guys? And welcome back to Not So Pro Football Talk. We're here talking fantasy football, and I'm super pumped up. You guys know why. Oh, the Niners put the <laughs> smack it down on the Rams. I'm the only one that chose the Niners. Faithful then, faithful now. Yeah, let me hear all the haters. Let me hear it. Let me there hear you it. go, man. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, thank you, thank you. I always love when the Rams lose because even though y'all beat them five times in a row, the past five times y'all played them. Uh, the Seahawks always have trouble with them. So whenever I, I see think, them lose a little bit. I think it's like a more of a mental thing. I think Cal Shanahan has McVay's number, like for sure. I think we've won the past five games against the Rams. Yeah. It, it is truly awesome. Uh, I love divisional games. It stresses me out a little, a little too much, but I'm so happy. And uh, I'm happy to be here wearing my jersey, just happy. I think that's the first game all season that I actually enjoyed watching. It was it, – thank you. All i got to say is thank you to the Niners. And Debo, we don't deserve you. You are so good. You are so good, Debo. Um, but, yeah, but I, I noticed there's a lot of hate going on already. Like, as soon as I get to work, oh, your Niners finally won. Ah, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then on my way back home from work, right before I started driving, I was in the parking lot. I joined because I like to listen to small podcasts like ourselves and I like to tune in and, you know, and this small podcast was going live. I'm not going to say who it was uh, because, you know, they they were mean, but I was like, how about them Niners, you know, to get their input uh, about the game and stuff like that. And their response was, ah, here we go. All these Niners fans are coming out again. And so I was like, dude, what you you have two viewers, me being one of them. You're going to treat me like that. Like, are you for real right now? Oh, that that hurt me a little bit, but uh, we're not here to talk about the Niners. We're not here to talk about Monday Night Football. We're here to talk about fantasy football. Guys, our fantasy talk has been on the up and up lately. I'm not talking about how accurate we are. I'm talking about, like, people listening in, tuning in. We appreciate you guys tuning in. I I know right now what we are able to see, I think we have uh, two viewers on Facebook, one on YouTube, and then one on twitter so thank you all so much for tuning in appreciate y'all being here but first things first i'm a realist but on the bye weeks for fantasy we have the broncos and the rams Oof. so for those y'all those 30 percent of y'all that have teddy bridgewater in your fantasy league you got to find another quarterback and for those y'all who have the entire rams offense on your fantasy (laughs) league Good luck. I'm actually going to hurt in one league because in one league, I have Nick Chubb and I have Henderson. And Nick Chubb, as of right now, is still in COVID protocol. And Henderson has a bye week. So those are my top two backs in my team. I'm going to hurt. But here is where we are going to capitalize, you guys. We're going to capitalize here. And we are going to succeed because that's just what we do here. Not so pro. Um, Anything you got to add in before we dive into this, Vince? Not yet, man. I'm just ready to get these players out for them. But, yeah, uh, 
I personally didn't have anybody from the Rams besides Woods, and he already got hurt last week, so I already got hurt last week. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. injuries suck, but that feeling that you you just love when your players come back. It's going to happen for a lot of fantasy owners this week. I'm talking about Saquon Barkley. He practiced today, full-on practice. Things are looking positive for him to come back. So those of y'all who have uh, – uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Toy oh, Booker. Booker, yeah. Those of y'all who have Booker, it might be time to say goodbye. So yeah. sorry, not sorry. Saquon's coming back. Also, who else is coming back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He is more than likely good to go. Very positive that he will be playing this Sunday. Uh, it's sad because Williams has been balling out, lights out. It's He's been amazing. So it's sad. I have him on my fantasy. I might have to say goodbye. Let's see how the, the Chiefs react or how they utilize a two-back formation because I think Williams earned a spot there. Yeah, man, he's been doing good. I have him on one of mine too where I'm actually winning in that league. Uh but yeah, he's he's been doing wonders for me. He's he's been in my flex ever since uh, Edwards Alaire went down. But yeah, really like him. I think he did deserve a spot to stay on that offense for another few weeks. Oh yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's see who's going to be out this week. Uh, for those of y'all hurting in tight ends, you're going to hurt some more because Ricky Seals Jones is day to day, not looking likely for him to play this Sunday. But Logan Thomas might be coming back. They're optimistic about him coming back. Um, another injury is Cordero Patterson, guy who we used to talk about a lot. Uh, was it an ankle injury, correct? He is very doubtful for Sunday. Doesn't look like he's going to play the, the head coach when he talked. It didn't sound too positive. So it might be some uh, some Mike Davis time or maybe some Wayne Gallman time. I don't know. They've been very disappointed this whole year. Baker Mayfield, he's day-to-day. Honestly, dude, this guy needs some rest. I feel like he's always getting hit. He needs some rest before he seriously injures himself. Um, Le'Veon Bell, he's been released. Uh, he got, you know, they waived him. So, Devontae Freeman, about to get a whole lot better for y'all. And last but not least, this one hurts me, Aaron Jones. I had him in one of my fantasy leagues. He's out for one to two weeks. It wasn't serious. It could have been four weeks, but now it's one to two weeks. So he'll be out. Be on the lookout for AJ Dillon. Um, that's already two running backs that we talked about. Should we should we start off with running backs? I'm down. I mean, I have AJ Dillon on my list. I'm pretty sure you do as well. Uh, How many points yeah. do you think AJ Dillon will score with Aaron Jones out? Okay. Mr. Quadzilla himself, A.J. Dillon. They're going up against the Minnesota Vikings. You got a divisional game there. You know that game's going to go hard. Um, Aaron Rodgers has to ball out. I feel like it's going to be a passing game. But Aaron Jones, he was a do-it-all man. He was the the runner, the catcher. He was a do-it-all man. And A.J. Dillon was there to support him. Even though he got plenty of points, now it's just A.J. Dillon. And the way he runs, I can almost guarantee he's going to be on angry runs this week on um, good morning football. He's going, to, he's going to do amazing. I could see him getting 16 points against the Minnesota Vikings. Very high-scoring game for him, indeed. Quadzilla, you said it yourself right there. Reed McCall, thank you for watching the podcast, sir. Yeah, man, I was about to say the exact same thing. I had him scoring 17 points. I think that they are going to do a lot more in the past just because of uh, the matchup. I know they didn't do 
a lot of passing this past game against us, uh, even though they still killed us. But I think it is going to be more of a passing game against uh, Minnesota because right now Kirk Cousins has been doing pretty good. Uh, so I think it'll be a, a shootout. Yeah, definitely will. Also, guys, like we said, Cordero Patterson, he's going to be out. So Mike Davis, the guy who I just released last week, should be carrying the load for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, can the Atlanta Falcons capitalize with just Mike Davis? I don't see it happening. Should you pick him up? You probably won't be able to. He's only 70% of leagues, surprisingly. Uh, he doesn't start for any of those leagues, by the way. <laughs> um, but another guy, or the guy who's taking Patterson's place is Wayne Gallman. Uh, he does have good hands. I don't know how much the Falcons are going to utilize him, but I will not say I will not recommend picking him up. That's I don't even know if that's a last resort call. The the Falcons are just too inconsistent when it comes to running backs uh who whose name is not Patterson. Yeah, and I mean they're going up against a, a tough uh Patriots team this Thursday. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a short thing. Uh I don't know if Wayne Gallman has been practicing with the number one uh, the number ones on that offense or anything like that. So I think it's going to be a passing game for them. Uh, so maybe Wayne Gallman will get a couple of passes in there, but I think uh, the receivers are going to have to take up the bulk of that because so far the Patriots have been doing really, really well. Huh. Yeah, very true. And speaking of the Patriots, I got a wild card player here, Vince, running back position. I'm talking about Ramondre Stevenson. He's my wild card running back for this week. He's only owned 31.9% of, of rosters. And he's my wild card because and only because Damian Harris is still in concussion protocol. They have a short week. He only went through walk walkthroughs today, so he has not gone on full pads. So if he is out this Thursday, it's a very short week for them, then Roman. Ramondre Stevenson should light up the field, especially since the Atlanta Falcons, they average to give running, they averagely give running backs 28.86 points. Yes. So if Stevenson's back there and it's just him carrying the load, expect him to have a very, very big week. Well, yeah, I know, uh, I know someone in our league by the name of Reed McCall, uh, picked him up this past week. Um, so yeah. He did amazing this past week. I think he had like 22 or 27 points. Can't remember that second digit, but he did amazing uh, taking over. But, yeah, let's see what Reed said right here. Should fantasy owners bench the Vikings players this week going up against the incredible <laughs> – I'm not even going to read that anymore. Uh, answer this whenever it fits best in your show. Uh, we'll answer it really quick right now. Uh, they got a guy with the last name Jefferson. Uh, I don't think you guys can hold him. He's too fast. He's too quick. But we'll see. Packers defense did do really well against the Seahawks. And I I just think that the Vikings right now are on a roll. So I think that uh, some of those Vikings players, especially their running back, oh, he's he's going to have a game. So that's my, my take. <laughs> and I just want to compliment you there, Vince, not for that comment, but for last week and the week before. Uh, lastly, in our running backs, I do want to give a shout-out to Devontae Freeman. Guys, if you guys don't have him yet, the the Baltimore Ravens just released uh, or waived Le'Veon Bell, and Freeman's still out there. He's he's owning 41% of, of leagues. Uh, go pick him up. He'll help you out. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so I guess we can actually start our running back uh, 
uh, picks that we have here. Uh, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Well, I just went through all of mine. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Even send Dylan and Freeman. Okay. So I got some <laughs> other ones. I do have uh, Dylan and Freeman on mine, but I'll exclude them since AJ talked about them already. Uh, but there's this one guy I really like so far. Uh, he does play for a team that is not very good, but this guy has been their production guy. He is a running back. His name is Ty Johnson. I think I've talked about him maybe like one or two weeks ago. Uh, but lately, if I did my calculations right, he's been averaging 14 points per week. Uh, the only week that he had a bad week was against the number one Bills defense against the run. He had 8.8 points, but he's not a running running back. He is a receiving back. So uh, I believe that right now he's getting about eight touches and he catches about five or six uh, per game. So that's pretty good. He averages about like 40 to 50 yards. And I think in one of the games he had a touchdown and that was against Cincinnati where he scored 19.6 points. So this guy has been on fire. I would pick him up. He's only owned in 4% of leagues and nobody has shot the gun on him yet. So uh, his matchups are pretty good coming up for the next four or three weeks. Uh, he's going up against Miami, Houston, and Philadelphia, who are not top 10 uh, defenses against the run, even though he's not that running back. He's that catching back. Uh, moving along, I also... Well, that's it, yeah. Because <laughs> we already touched up on some of the guys that are doing amazing already. AJ Dillon, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, hopefully, I I would also say just like AJ did, I'd stray away from Wayne Gallman. Uh, you don't want to pick him up and put him into that flex or anything like that, and then he ends up getting you like two points. Uh, he hasn't proven himself yet, and I say you stray away from him as well. But that's what I got for running backs this week. Nice, nice. Now let's hit the position that we kind of avoided just because we got so deep into the running back talk. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Okay, now honestly, should you have trouble in the quarterback position right now? I don't think so. You got some quarterbacks coming back. You got some quarterbacks performing like Patrick Mahomes now. Um, Russell Wilson just got back. Heineke is playing well. He's usually available out there. But just in case you want a game-changing QB, we're here to help you out. Okay, so my wild card quarterback of this week, <laughs> I, that's a new new thing for me. I usually have my blue chip player, which I still have my blue chip player, but I got wild card players now in each position. Okay, <laughs> so my wild card is none other than Trevor Simeon from the New Orleans Saints. This guy put up 19.92 points last week. He was 19 for 34. I mean, not the greatest, but this guy was tearing it up. And now he's finding his groove. Now he's my wild card because the NFL is still predicting that he was going to take the majority role of that quarterback position. I don't think he is. They've been saying that for the past two weeks. I don't think he's going to take that role. And if things stay consistent over there in New Orleans, then he's going to tear it up. He's going to get some points for your fantasy league. Now I got one more quarterback. I don't know if you want to input before I talk about this other quarterback, but uh, you tell me. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, so I'm going to let you talk about him, and I'll add to it. You sure? Yeah, do it. Oh, man. I'm talking about handsome man Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> okay? Uh, you Is that the quarterback you thought I was going to say? You thought, oh. I have him right here, buddy. <laughs> I'm talking about the most beautiful quarterback in the league, even more handsome 
than Tom Brady, Jimmy G. Yeah, I said it. And the only reason I'm saying this is because the past three games, he had 15 or more points. Last week, he had 15.38, which was the lowest. You know, the week prior to that, he had 19. The week prior to that, he had 20, uh, 26, 27. actually. 27. 27. Okay, see, not bad. Just going off by, by, the, by the brain here. Uh, so Jimmy G, he has a favorable matchup. This is the only reason why I'm recommending him. He's going up against a very poor Jacksonville defense. And honestly, Jimmy G, the way he played last game, he's very limited on his throws. But he's, yeah, he's on point. He was 15 for 19. 15 for 19 with two touchdowns. Only one sack or offensive line is going up there. And that was against an Aaron Donald and a, and a Bon Miller defense that people were hyping up so much and guess what the best part is he's only owned in 9.7 percent of leagues he's out there that is your your last option at quarterback i mean unless unless you're one of those guys who's going to start cam newton i don't think so i think jimmy g is going to score more than cam newton this upcoming week those are my qbs I'm pretty sure. I, I was going to talk about him too, but I had to let you. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Reed said, I wouldn't want to pick up Jimmy G because I don't think this will last forever. Well, we're just talking about right now, if you're having QB troubles, you know, he's not a permanent fix, uh, but he is hot right now. So you might as well get him while he's hot. Um, but yeah, I also had Cam Newton on there, but we only saw four passes from him and three rushing attempts from him. Uh, I don't think it was enough, even though he had a touchdown in both uh, categories. Uh, even if they do start him, which I don't think they will, because P.J. Walker did just fine. Uh, they killed it. The running game was there. Uh, so I think what they're doing right now is having him in uh, scenarios and packages. I think that's where he'll stay. So I don't think Cam Newton is the best guy to pick up if you're having QB troubles. But there is one guy, and it's he, he did pretty well. Usually we don't like him too much as a quarterback. His name is Mason Rudolph. He plays for the Steelers. Uh, but I don't think that we give him enough props after this week because he passed the ball a lot. He had 50 passes this game. 50? 50. Wow. He, he completed only 60%, so he had 30 for 50. Uh, he had 242 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but he also ran the ball. <laughs> Reed, Superman Cam. Yeah, he, he's just going to be a package guy, Reed. Unless the uh, Matt Rule has anything to say, I don't think he's going to start. But, but yeah, back to Mason Rudolph. He, he didn't do too, too hot, but he got what he was projected. He got 15.28 points on a projection of 15.06. So that's pretty accurate there. Um, he's not the best quarterback, but again, if you're having troubles and Jimmy G is picked up already, or you don't trust Cam Newton enough, just like <laughs> how we're talking about right now, Mason Rudolph could possibly be that guy. Uh, if, uh, Ben Roethlisberger does stay on COVID protocol, but yeah, for quarterbacks, that's all I got. Nobody else caught my eye. Nobody else is doing that great right now. And matchups wise, uh, I didn't see anybody that took me for a loop sweet sweet i'm freaking out over here i feel like i'm hearing stuff like i i think it's thunder but i don't know if someone's just like you know 
has a messed up vehicle or I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I don't know what it is. Anissa has a call me, so I, I don't think it's anything major. Uh, I'm about to, you know, yell at my window. Like, hey, shut up. Doing podcast. You know, just be quiet a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, those are some good picks for QBs. Uh, but right now, I don't think anyone should have that much of a problem in that QB position. There's a lot of underperforming QBs. Uh, Russell Wilson, but even he, Aaron he'll pick it back up. He'll pick it back up. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, hit him as well. Uh, they'll pick it back up, especially against the a Minnesota game, uh, divisional game. Yeah, they're coming back. And the Seahawks playing up against the divisional game as well. You know, Russell Wilson is going to give it his all, uh, whatever his all is right now. That's, yeah. you know, you don't know, yeah, honestly. But, but yeah, let's transition to wide receivers, okay? Mm-hmm. Last, last week, I was very pissed at you guys. And I'm going to say, yeah, I was pissed. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't listen to me. I don't know why you guys don't listen to me. Um, but my blue chip player of the week, blue chip player, okay, this is it, all in. I'm going to say it again. I said it for the past three weeks. I'm going to say it once more. I'm talking about Rashad Bateman from the Baltimore Ravens, okay? He's, he, his roster percentage actually went down. I don't know how that's possible. This guy's putting up points. He, his roster percentage is 10.7, guys. 10.7. This guy's tearing it up every single week. And now the Baltimore Ravens are playing against Chicago, which they average 39.76 points to wide receivers. This guy's going to tear it up on the field. Uh, what wide receivers should I get for Waddle and D. Smith, PPR, uh, Red Raft? Ooh, okay, here we go. We got our first question here. Uh, from forgive Jonah, what wide receivers could I get for Jaden Waddle and T Smith PPR red draft? Okay, so he's kind of in that gray zone, that gray area, you know. Uh, Waddle, I feel like you know, he could get you something. I'm actually in the middle of a trade right now where I might give up a player for Waddle, but he's not like starting material. Um, what you can get. What do you think, Vince? What, what can he get? Uh, right now, Devontae Smith is going off. Like I told AJ before this podcast, the past two games, he's had 22.6 points in both. Um, so right now, uh, Jalen Hurts really likes him. Uh, I don't know why you would want to get rid of him, to be honest. He's got three great matchups coming up. But uh, for Waddle, I, I think he's averaging like 10 to 12 points. Mm-hmm. If I'm inconsistent not though yeah inconsistently um shoot it just depends on what you need man i mean if you need wide receivers i would say someone who's on like the same level as that where you don't have to give up another player uh probably what's his name from the Bengals? uh what tyler not, boyd higgins tyler boyd. chase no, higgins, you can't get chase for yeah. waddle Higgins is actually a really good player and someone blindly looking at Waddle and, you know, his ranking on fantasy, they would highly go for that trade. Higgins, he's been consistent ever since he came back. And yes, Jamar Chase gets the majority of the points, but Higgins is just consistent getting at 10 or more points each game. And if you guys know us, if you know how we talk fantasy, consistency is key and how it's going to win you games. I think if you, uh, where to try to go for Higgins, you have a pretty good chance and you'll have a win there. Yeah, I, I I currently have Higgins. I've had him for about four or five weeks and he's consistently gotten me 13 points every week. Uh, I think there was one week where he got me like 10, which is still good. It's double digits. Uh, but yeah, every week that I've had him, he's at 13. Uh, so he's a good guy to have on there and he's consistent. And that's that's what we like. 
So if, you, if you're trying to get someone that's just going to get you those consistent points, he's a good guy to get. Um, you might even be able to squeeze in like a Marquise Brown from the Ravens. Uh, he's that's not tough. he's not as consistent, but he does get up to like 20 points sometimes. So that one might be a little bit tougher. But if you're trying to get like the best bang for your buck, uh, for Waddle, I think someone around those ranges from Higgins to Marquise Brown, like in between that. I have it. I have it right here. Hunter Renfro. Oh, that's the guy you need to go for. That's a probable trade that you can get. Hunter Renfro. Be on the lookout for him. If he's someone has him in your league, which I'm pretty sure he's only owning 70 percent of leagues, go out and get him. But if you're in desperate need of wide receivers, like we just said, Rashad Bateman, he's been tearing it up for the uh, for the Ravens. And like I said, he is consistent. Even though they do have Hollywood Brown, Bateman is there, and he is a reliable, you know, passing target for Lamar. But thank you so much for watching this. Uh, forgive Jonah. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for the question. But who else you got in wide receivers, Vince? Well, I got five of them right now. Uh, oh I've been gosh. talking. I've been talking about some of them for quite some time. Uh, this guy, I've been talking about him for like two or three weeks. His name is Darnell Mooney. I've talked about him earlier as well. Uh, but right now, he's pretty consistent within this past. Uh, I'm gonna say six weeks. He's only had two weeks where he didn't score above ten. But all the other ones, they're above fifteen, and two of them are or one of them is 18 and one of them is 20 points. Uh, before the bye week last week, he scored 20 points against Pittsburgh. And before that, he scored 12 versus San Francisco. So, I mean, he's he's reliable right now. Um, if you are looking for someone to get you in double digits points, he is going against Baltimore this week. I think that he can have a good output. Uh, he doesn't catch the ball too often, but usually when he does, it's deep routes. So that's that's a plus. Uh, another guy I want to talk about who is also a deep route catcher. Uh, he's probably available in almost all of your leagues because he's only in 2.6% of rosters. His name is Brian Edwards, and he's going to be taking the place of uh, Henry Ruggs. So with the past, well, I'll say the past three games because it doesn't look like uh, he did too much against the Giants. He had zero points, but he had four um or what's it called? They passed it to him four times. Uh, so against Philadelphia, he had 13.3 points on three catches. And this past week against Kansas City, he had 17.8 points on three catches. So this guy is their deep route runner. He is pretty good at running those routes uh, for someone who hasn't been in the league too long. But he's going up against a favorable matchup against Cincinnati. They've had some problems with deep passing uh, against them. So I think he's a good pickup also if you're looking for someone to give you double-digit points as well. Um, one guy that I'm picking up currently, uh, his name is Kendrick Bourne. Lately for the Patriots, they've been passing the ball a little bit more, but this guy is also a deep route runner. Uh, he doesn't get the ball too much, but when he does get slants, he's kind of uh, quick and maneuverable. So last week he got against the Cleveland Browns, who they demolished. Demolished. Uh, sorry, yeah. Benny. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> he got 24 points and he has two more favorable matchups against Atlanta and then Tennessee, who are ranked 25th and 32nd against wide receivers. So I would say pick him up. He does only get about three or four catches per game, 
but they are big chunk passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially since Atlanta is, you know, averaging 37.52 points to wide receivers. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just – they're giving – teams all these points running backs wide receivers you name it their defense just can't hold up uh, i do want to answer uh reed's question real quick it says back to cam i don't know why you're so consistent on cam um but you know the head coach did say he's been getting the majority of the first team reps yes but you know how inconsistent cam is right now he's hot he's the talk of the town we see he's back with his old team uh yada yada yeah he does have a favorable matchup against an injured washington football team that uh, a defense that has been showing up all year long except for last week he might, he'll probably have a good game. I'm not gonna lie. He might he'll probably have a good game this upcoming week. But should is he your long term answer? I don't think he is. Yeah, he he's just like last year with the Patriots. He was really inconsistent. He still mm-hmm. has to learn the playbook there in uh, Carolina because the last time he was there, his coach was the team that he's about to face. So uh, if anything. Washington has the upper hand here. They know how Cam plays. Uh, they know what they have to do to take him out of the game and make sure that he's uncomfortable and he's inconsistent. So I, I do think Cam is a great quarterback. And if he is getting a lot of the first team reps and if he does start, uh, I just don't think he's going to be that wow factor that you need at quarterback right now. Even even though he is good, uh, he's just been inconsistent lately. He's not the same Cam. Uh, but he might get like one or two uh, touchdowns, maybe one of them probably rushing. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then move on to your favorite segment. My favorite segment. Yeah. Tight ends. The tight ends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I always leave that up to you. I do have one listed here, uh, just because I I still don't understand why he's you know so. Uh, low on the roster list but who do you got uh i got three again and two of them i've been talking about for quite some time one he's i just i've never liked his consistency but i'll talk about him first Uh, his name is evan ingram from the giants okay i I had him last year and i had him the year before that and his inconsistency made me not pick him up again this year but lately, he's been pretty consistent, and so far, New York has been having a lot of favorable matchups against tight ends. Literally, I don't know if you guys can see it, but no, you probably can't. But literally, like his next 10 games, or like the past five games in the next five, are all in green. So against tight ends, uh, all these matchups are all above 25. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, or all above 23, my bad. But he's facing the Buccaneers this week. He's facing the Philadelphia Eagles next week. After that, Miami. And after that, uh, the Chargers, who are all 25th, 32nd, 23rd, and 28th ranked against tight ends. Uh, Lately, he's been getting 10 points to 12 points. In the past three games that he's played, it was 10, 10, and 12. So he's been consistent. He gets about four or five catches per, uh, per game. And so far, he's gotten two touchdowns in that span. So right now, they're looking for him in the red zone. Uh, I see him being a factor in these next four games that uh, is probably key for everybody. So if you're having tight end problems or they're not producing like you want them to, I think hopefully Evan Ingram could be consistent since uh, he does have a good quarterback right now throwing to him. 
and they're looking for him in the end zone. So I think that's also good. But nice. these next two guys, I've been talking about them for like ever. I mean, I don't know why they're not picked up. Uh, this one is in 10% of leagues. His name is Dan Arnold. He plays for Jacksonville. He's been averaging 12 points per game for the past three games. He does have an unfavorable matchup against San Francisco, but he's been consistent. He gets thrown the ball seven to ten times every game, catches about five or six of them. I mean, pick him up. He gets double-digit points. Uh, tight end position is pretty key. So if you're not having someone like Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, uh, you should pick him up, especially if they're not producing right now. Um, and then the second guy, Tyler Conklin, this guy is a touchdown machine. Uh, the past four weeks, he's had three touchdowns. Just pick him up, please. <laughs> uh, the past four games has been 10, 10, 9, and this last game was 16th. Uh, they're going up against the Green Bay Packers. We've already talked about that matchup. Uh, this past game with the Seahawks, I know it looked like we didn't do anything, but Everett had eight catches for 65 yards. He had about, I think that equates on PPR to like 14 points. And Everett has not scored over five points all season. So if that doesn't tell you that how uh, the Packers defense plays, uh, they like to let you have all the chip down throws. So uh, Tyler Conklin is good for that, especially if they get in the red zone. He's a red zone target. So I think he could put up uh, double digit points as well. So pick him up because he's only rostered in 18.7% of leagues. So he's probably on uh, your free agency. But other than that, I mean, you just, you guys just got to pick them up. I don't know if everybody has just amazing tight ends or something, and I'm not aware of them, but uh, nobody's been picking them up lately. He did. See, even even Reed says it. Um, I don't know if he looked up his his name right now in fantasy or anything, but yeah, he, <laughs> he played very well. He like I said, I think it was eight catches that he caught, and usually he catches like one or two, and mostly it's zero. Uh, usually he's ineffective, but Russell Wilson found him a lot. So I think that uh, the Packers defense just gives gives up for the tight end, and they want to take away your wide receivers. Hmm. I'm kind of uh, disappointed you didn't mention Pat, Pat Freemuth. Uh, I, I didn't mention him because last week he did pretty bad. Uh, I picked him up uh, two weeks ago, and I played him this week because the week before that I had him benched, and he did very well. But he only gave me six points. So uh, I don't think uh, Mason Rudolph likes him too much. I know he looks for him like once in the end zone and it didn't go well. Uh, I think he overthrew him by like a whole two feet above his head. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's so. I mean, that's not entirely on him. It could be on Mason as well. But I do have the stats right here. He was targeted nine times. Uh, not going to guarantee the passes are great. But in the red zone, he was actually targeted three times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's getting targets out there but the reason why i like him this week they are going against the chargers but the Chargers are very weak against tight ends mm-hmm. um they usually average you know 17 points to the tight end and if someone's getting this many targets i'm pretty sure they're going to find him the ball more than you know a couple of times for him to get more than six points i think that's a good matchup uh for the sealers in the tight end position do i think they're going to win that game no not likely but uh pat can actually be getting some points there but uh that's i mean that's all i have because i know you usually take over the tight end position so 
good picks. I enjoy it. I think a lot of people are pretty set on tight ends. Uh, if you have Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, look out for Logan Thomas. He should be coming back soon. That guy was a point machine before he got hurt. Um, but, yeah, no, tight ends are pretty solid. I mean, if you get a tight end that averages you at least, you know, 7 to 10 points, I mean, that's pretty darn good. You can't complain unless you have someone like Jaseki who gets total goose egg and kills me. Like, are you kidding me, dude? I had Jaseki and I also had Gaskin. Um, and don't ask me why I had them in. I was kind of forced to have them in at that time. But Jaseki, you know, had zero points. And Gaskin only had five points. So thank you. Thanks a lot, Miami. Good win, but thanks a lot. I still won that that match, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Shout yeah, out to you, yeah, yeah. It's because oh, it's because my boy, uh, my running back from the Falcons, Mister Do It All himself, got injured. He only got me four points. <laughs> Sad. It was a low scoring game, but oh well. It is how it is. It is how it is. Let's get to my favorite part. Let's talk about defense, you guys. Now, I say this every podcast, but I'm going to say it again. If you are like me, I change my defense every single week. I just don't rely on one defense. I go about matchups. Matchups wins you games. Defense wins you fantasy championships. Okay, and I'm here to give you the edge of what defense to pick up who are more than likely going to score more than 10 points to give you an edge in winning that week. If a defense scores 10 more points, you're looking pretty solid, man. Just in case your tight end ends up scoring zero. <laughs> so <laughs> here's what I got. I hope you guys are ready. Number one, this is my number one defense. I want to, I'm ranking them from one to four, one being the greatest hit. Okay. I got the Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I know we talked about this last week. Titans were on my, were on my list last week. But this time, I actually did the research. The Titans are owned on 39.6% of leagues. So you have a pretty darn good chance of getting them going against a weak Houston team that has no offensive line. They're going to have a field day there. Go ahead and pick them up. They're going to get you some points. I got them in my fantasy league already just because I had them last week. Um, let's, let's get into this question real quick before I get to the rest of this uh this defense list. I said, I got offered Mitchell from the 49ers. Do you think he is worth it for a trade? Trade for who? Who do they yeah. want? Give us some deets. We need details. Elijah Mitchell is worth it, but is he worth enough for what they are asking for? We don't know. Jeff Wilson Jr., he is back. You saw him get a couple carries last week. Even though Elijah Mitchell didn't get a lot of points last week, he got the ball a lot. He has a lot of opportunities. And against Jacksonville, he's going to have an amazing, outstanding game. You better believe that I'm going to start him in my league as well. So going on to defense while we wait for this uh, comment here. Number two, I got the San Francisco 49ers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, very weak matchup. The 49ers, they held up the Rams pretty darn good. Imagine what they could do to a Jacksonville Jaguars team. Niners are actually owned 45% of leagues. That's higher than the Tennessee Titans. That's crazy. They just played against the Rams. What were you guys thinking? But you know what? It worked out for y'all. So kudos to you. Um, Reed says Cooks. For huh. Brandon Cooks? Dang. You're giving up. I mean, I, I know his team. He's pretty stacked at wide receiver already. But uh, oof. I don't know. 
I don't think that's a fair trade. I think you should get something a little bit more. You need to get some. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want secure points, I'll say yes, get it. He's going to be more consistent than Cooks. But Cooks could have the one or two games where he blows up. Uh, Elijah, he's going to have. He's going to be consistent because you know he's going to be getting the ball 13 times a game, especially since the 49ers found their running scheme once again, looking like the old the 2019 49ers yesterday. So expect Elijah to actually, you know, bounce up. If you're stacked to wide receivers, if you don't need cooks, I'll say throw a little razzle dazzle in there, get a get something a little extra for your uh, for your troubles. And that better not be in Muhammad's league. I, I swear, better not be in Muhammad's <laughs> league. <laughs> it probably is. But number three, I got the. Cardinals against Seattle Seahawks just because the way Russell Wilson played last week uh, is I don't know what's going to happen. And the Cardinals have a very strong defense. Now, you probably won't be able to play the Cardinals unless you already own them. They're owning 95 percent of leagues. But that 5 percent chance, go out there, go take a chance. Number four, I got the New England Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. If the Patriots play defense like how they did last week, I mean, against the Browns, imagine what they could do against the Falcons. This is going to be an amazing game for them. They are only 77% of the league. So look for my top two. I got the Tennessee Titans and San Francisco 49ers. They should help you win your game this week. But, yeah, that's what I got for defense. Hmm. Not bad. Trying to look for one on here that maybe you didn't talk about. Talk maybe the Baltimore Ravens? No? Nah, Baltimore's not on this one. But they do have the Raiders here against Cincinnati, but I don't think that's a good one, to be honest. I think Cincinnati's going to kill them. Um, I I looked at all these projections, the, the trends, and all of that. And I see what, what the NFL and all these experts are saying. Me, I just don't agree. I don't agree. And I, I'm pretty sure you, just by looking at it, you don't agree with a lot of them too. Because yeah. just like you said, they, they have uh, uh, who against the Bengals, the, the Raiders against the Bengals. The Bengals have a good offense. I, Here's mean, one. I got one here for you. Sorry to okay. cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they're only owning 37.7% of leagues. Uh, and the past two games, they've scored 17 and 18 against uh, Houston and Baltimore. And they're facing the Jets this week. The Jets this week. Okay. So I didn't want to mention this because you always get mad at me for taking down the Jets. But guess who's coming back? You got Mike freaking White. The the MVP this year. Mike mean, freaking bro? White. He played coming... this past week. Oh, that's right. He did, right? He had four interceptions. Hey, man, that was just a fluke. He's coming back. <laughs> I didn't want to bash on the Jets too much, but that, that could also be a good pickup. Miami Dolphins, do I trust their defense? Last week they played phenomenal, but they did give up a lot of uh, uh, a lot of yardage due to penalties. And Tony Padilla says, Panthers defense against Washington. Washington's offense actually been pretty consistent. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, they actually have. Scary Terry's out there. Uh, Gibson's been tearing it up as well. You, you just really can't tell, and that's because Heineke, he's not playing bad. He's, he's not. Uh, he's been playing pretty well, pretty consistent. Like I said, their offense is consistent. Their defense, not so much. But the Panthers' defense, I really don't trust them all, all that much, You know, especially their running uh, defense. They can't stop the run, in my opinion. Yeah, but, uh, that's what Washington does like half the time. Yeah, and they, they just run the ball. But like I said, that's a good you know fifth option if you don't 
you know, have a reliable defense this week. So like you said, you could go up and pick up the Dolphins. Uh, people always promoting their, well, a lot of Dolphins fans actually promoting their defense. Uh, Panthers defense, you know what? Maybe they can do good. They got Cam Newton. They're all hyped up. They're getting fired up. They, they want to do something. They want to prove something out there to the league. And that would be a good way to do so. But Washington just beat out um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I don't see them having a problem doing the same thing to the Carolina Panthers. Not totally beating them out, but putting up a good fight offensively because they, they're no joke when it comes to offense. True that, true that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I mean, we didn't get that as many questions as we did last week. Last week, I mean, we couldn't even get to our, our players that we want to talk about. We just had so many questions. And I, I do like going live for Fantasy Talk just for the chance that we get questions. But it's not too common today. For the past couple of weeks, it has been. But I don't know. I don't know about you, but I would like to try to go live instead of having a pre-recorded video. I know it's extremely tough with both of our schedules being totally different and you know with holidays coming up whatnot but uh i mean we'll always tweet out on our twitter at not so pro football talk if we are going to go live and yeah. Antonio, it's not, nice to see you here sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, uh, but nice to see you here uh unfortunately you didn't answer the giveaway we did our giveaway yesterday it was huge it was a a random autographed mini helmet congratulations to nestor uh he did win that but we are also going to do another big giveaway um, once we hit 150 subscribers and honestly, we got a couple of subscribers yesterday. So thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, let's do a quick shout out to those guys. Um, well, actually one, no, two of them. Yeah. Are able to be shown. One is Steven Crocio. So a uh, huge shout out to you, Steven. Thank you so much. And the other one was Bongolo Bill. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for subscribing. Welcome to, um, the not so pro nation. I don't know if you guys are part of Facebook faithfuls or, um, I don't know. We need to make names for YouTube and Twitter. Our, our fan base is there. Yeah. We'll come up with something. Oh, yeah, we will. We will. And also, guys, we are trying to give back to the community once again. We got one more week until our fundraiser is over. The fundraiser is located on my page on Facebook at AJ Alvarado. It is for uh, to help spread awareness to cancer. It is out there. That's why we're doing the whole No Shave November. It's not just a fashion statement. We are trying to spread awareness for the greater good of the people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, tr- trading deadlines on the 26th. You got 10 days from now. So, guys, get those trades in. I think we should dedicate next Fantasy Talk committed to trades. What do you think? I'm down. I mean – I won't be making any more trades because I've made a few in the beginning already. Some hurt me, some benefited me, but uh, yeah, definitely right now is the time for trades, especially for people making those playoff pushes uh, who need some more players and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, especially if we go live next week, I'll be available to go live all day. Uh, so I'm cool with that. And then we can just answer stuff on there people. And don't forget guys, either if it's on Facebook uh, or Twitter Send us messages in the DMs. Send us tweets at adding us so we can see what y'all want to do. Uh, we can answer your questions there. We'll give you all the best advice we can. And, of course, if you can make it live on Tuesday next week, we'll be there to answer all y'all's trade questions. For sure. We are very active on our social media, so go ahead and add us, DM us, whatever you like. Um, but that's it for today's video. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Shout out to your friends. Remember, we want to do another giveaway. 
Um, oh, we got another question here. Do you think Barkley is going to have a good comeback game? Do I think he's going to have a good comeback game? It's been a while since he's been gone. Do, do I think it's going to be rusty? Hell yeah. They're playing against the Buccaneers who have a very weak defense. Honestly, he could have a good game. I think so. Uh, depending on your roster, I think he'll be a good flex for you. Yeah, I, I think he'll be good. Uh, I also think that Shepard, one of their receivers, is coming back. So I think that if they can get some receivers healthy, it'll take some load off of Barkley. So look out for those receivers if they're coming back or not. And that, that would tell you if Barkley's going to have a good game. Because if not, then he's just going to be taking the whole load. They're going to be focusing on him and trying to take him out. But, yeah, he, he should be a little bit rusty. I mean, he's been injured pretty much like half the season. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's an yeah. iffy player. But he is good. He has a good upside. He could have come back last week. So, hopefully this week he's 100%. I could mm-hmm. definitely see in the headlines Saquon is back, you know. But I could also see Saquon <laughs> not so much. But, um, but, yeah, I think he'll be a good flex. If you absolutely need a flex due to bye weeks or, or injuries, I think he'll be good out there. Um, I don't think he's going to have a breakout game, but I think he'll just do just good coming back. Giants always relied on him. But, yeah, thank you all so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Until next time, we'll see you guys on the waiver wire. Laters.